Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And today I have the privilege and the honor of having a good friend of mine on with me again. I'm so excited to bring you this man and his message in a time of chaos that so many of us are living in and so many are finding ourselves in. You could be literally driving downtown in your city, depending on where you're at. Uh, if you're in a Democrat-controlled city, you could be driving and literally find yourself in the middle of a riotous, chaotic mess. Uh, Victor Marks is an expert in this field. He is a high-risk humanitarian with successful missions to Iraq, Syria, North Africa, and Southeast Asia, many times in non-permissive and high-threat environments, always helping orphans and widows. He has a seventh-degree black belt in karate, jiu-jitsu. He has the world record... For the fastest gun disarm, I've got a video I'm going to show you in a second that's absolutely amazing. And he's led teams in Iraq and Syria to assist the recovery and safe rehabilitation of orphans and injured children and ISIS. He speaks consistently uh, for the DOD. He speaks to uh, to military personnel on bases all over the, uh, the globe on leadership, resilience, dealing with adversity, overcoming trauma, suicide pre- prevention, and PTSD. Without any further ado, my friends... It's an honor to introduce to you once again to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, Victor Marks. Victor, my brother, how are you doing today? Doing great. I uh, am excited to be back with you and greetings to your many followers for just such a warm welcome they gave me last time I was on the program. Well, it's a pleasure, man. It's been so good getting to know you. Again, a good friend of both of ours tried to connect us, I think, like a year ago. Then we met each other at uh, some event somewhere, and I said, hey, Kathy Joe said we got to talk. And you were like, oh, my gosh, Kathy Joe. All right. So it was like immediate uh, good company welcoming for, for Kathy Joe to have uh, made that uh, connection happen. And then Pop obviously ultimately made that connection happen for us, too. So, uh, Victor, we are living in such, in such chaotic times, such tumultuous times. Uh, there's so many people out there that are living in fear, that don't know what to do with between the pandemic and the stay inside and the masks and then the riots, all of the chaos that's happening in so many of our cities. I really wanted to bring you on and let you just share some of what I believe I know you can help uh, give people a message and some instruction on uh, on how to stay safe. So I want to get into that. But uh, first, why don't you just tell me what your feelings are? What are your thoughts as the specialized trainer that you are in teaching people how to handle different types of scenarios? Um, what's your ultimate message for everybody just to kind of lay a foundation for how we should all be feeling right now as we are seeing nonstop chaos coming through most of the, mo- the, the mainstream media's news outlets and our direction? Well, I'd say this, uh, because it's unusual for most people to see this level of chaos and uncertainty inside of a country in a new way, uh, I'd say do not let fear rule the day in your life. It's much better to be prepared than paranoid. And, That's a good word. Um, I, yeah, I, I think today we'll be able to discuss a few things. Uh, that will help your listeners and viewers have that level of preparedness that will lower the level of fear. Well, I think that's exactly what most people don't have is we are, we don't we don't know if we're prepared and I think in some situations 
you really almost, it almost seems like you can't be prepared. I know you sent me this clip um, that I'm going to show in a minute where this couple was caught off guard and literally had their car surrounded in a matter of seconds and people charging, trying to get them out of the, out of the car. Um, but first I want to show this clip. This I thought was amazing. I, I didn't get a chance to show this the first time I had you on, but you literally hold the record for the fastest gun disarm. How many <laughs> milliseconds is it? What's the, what's the official record? I guess it's somewhere around, they, they say eight tenths of a second uh, from the time I disarm a person and take the magazine out and have the weapon pointing back at them. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. For those of you listening to this podcast, you're going to have to go watch the actual video. It's on YouTube. Uh, Victor has over 100 million views on his YouTube channel, so make sure you're following him over there and you're watching that. But first, let me uh, let me show you this video of the of Victor showing his fastest gun disarm. You'll love this. And uh, so this is the technique I do. I have them put a gun in my hand, the hammer's back, and then I tell them, pull the trigger before I can do my hard karate thing. <laughs> Get them all up there for a second. And that is amazing, my brother. How long did it take you to perfect the art of disarming somebody with a gun, literally? For you listening, uh, there's a gun literally pointed at Victor's head, and he was showing a class how to disarm them. A, how long did it take you to perfect that to the level that you have it? I still think I'm working on it. It's been over 35 (laughs) years, so... (laughs) Yeah, you, you know, skills are diminishable, and I was uh, I was grateful that I feel like God gave me um, a little head start in the in the area of speed and non telegraphic movement. So yeah, I, that was way back when. And what's funny, and we're we're very privileged and honored to see people using my technique both in uh, the real world and other systems, and then actually. Uh, Denzel Washington used it in the movie Equalizer. So it's. Uh, I knew I had it's, seen it's that good... somewhere. I was like, I've seen this in in films somewhere. So that was Denzel. Did yeah. you get to personally train and teach Denzel how to do that? No, the, uh, his his uh, his trainer and choreographer taught him that. But you know that one, and I do the double gun disarm and others. There's over a hundred. I mean, they estimate now 150 million views, right? Uh, worldwide, and I actually get noticed for that wherever. I mean, I've been noticed in Iraq, Syria. People go, "Hey, you're the gun to some guy." And I'm like, "Yeah," uh, but it's 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 a good uh, it's a good solid uh, fun technique, and it's entertaining to people as well. Now, you also have a training facility. I know you're launching one in Colorado. Uh, I can't wait to go. I want I want my wife and I to go. You guys teach a lot. I think there's something that all of us should learn from this chaos that's been allowed to take place 
in these cities all over the country is that our personal security and safety is ultimately up to us. And we never there knew we go. were going to be in a situation. You know, there was a, a young a woman and her eight year old daughter that were driving in in um, uh, that were driving in, uh, I believe, Chicago and found themselves at a barricade that had been put up by protesters. And when they tried to get out of the barricade and get the car out, people just started shooting into the car. Um, what could somebody expect or how could I don't even know how they could have handled the situation any differently other than to just sit there in the car and not move until a the rioters, not even protesters, until they gave them a free passage. But um, what are your thoughts if somebody finds himself pinned in? Um, I saw another video. I, sh I should have had it loaded. I didn't even think about it because it was it was choppy. But another video where a guy, what you shouldn't do is this guy ran into a bunch of protesters and he flung open the car door and hopped out and he immediately got mobbed on. And I'm yeah. sure stumped. Yeah. I, I hope he's alive. But it was very, very... Uh, scary to watch that happen. What could somebody yeah, do yep. if they're in the, if they're in their car and somebody and and their the car is surrounded? People are either saying get out. Nine one one is nowhere to be found. And if the Democrats have their way, there won't be a nine one one. They'll defund all the police, and then our safety and security, personal safety and security, is ultimately up to us. What could somebody do if they find themselves in a situation like that? David, that's a great question, and. We train whether it's civilians or special operations, community guys, or government, whatever the situation, we always start people in the four A's. And if if people will write this down or take note, the four A's is the basis by which you should operate your life and family. The first one is awareness. That's the first A. It's so critically important for people to be aware, no matter where they are, in a car, at a restaurant, at work, in your backyard, pulling into your house, at church. Awareness is essential. Most people get in situations that are uncomfortable and require, you know, uh, action and things that they possibly could have avoided uh, if they were just aware. Uh, so I would, I would say this, always be aware. You know, we have a saying, keep your head on a swivel. And again, it's, you don't want to be paranoid, but you right. definitely, yeah, you, you definitely want to be aware. I'm taking notes right look, now. Look for what, days. yeah, look, yeah, look for what's normal because uh, you're used to normal, and when something's out of the normal, that should that should key you to go, hey, uh, that guy's normally not there, or why why is there a group of people across the street, or why why are those folks yelling? So awareness is essential. There's situational awareness. There's so much more we could go into it. And I want to help people with this even after our, our podcast. So uh, I, I would say this, uh, if you're aware, then you can do the next A, which is assess. So uh, uh, let's say you're sitting down at a restaurant and you hear some commotion. The first thing is you were aware enough to go, what? What is that? And yeah, next you have to start like assessing. Yeah, ignoring trouble don't it will not make it go away. You know, you should so, be telling the Democrat leaders this that are ignoring all the trouble that's happening in their cities. <laughs> ignoring the trouble is not, not going to make it go away. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure some of these I don't like, you know, I guess we can call them leaders. 
But uh, in that world, I see a whole lot of leaders and very few leadership. Mm. And and that is something that uh, our country's got to, you know, right, uh, change. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of there's a lot of people calling themselves leaders and not offering leadership. And it's sad because, you know, it's, it's always the people that pay the price. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so I would say if you're aware and something starts to happen, you can assess it. And then my next A in recommendation, if at all possible, people should avoid bad situations. So case in point, so, so case in point the, the yep. woman that lost her eight-year-old daughter, it, it, she she either she wasn't aware obviously that she was driving into the wrong place and I'm, I'm only using this as an example because it's horrific it just happened right. and there's no way for us mm-hmm. to tell that she didn't know any of these things but at some point maybe she could have assessed that something wasn't right and she could have not drove her car again not trying to say it's her fault it's not her fault whatsoever that these these criminals these murderous criminals shot into her car and and, and killed her daughter uh, again just in the in the hopes that as many people as may hear this can not find themselves in a situation that could be life-threatening for them or one of their family members if you notice there's a whole lot of people somewhere avoid it third a avoid yes i i would just say about all costs avoid something that makes you feel uncomfortable and this is what we tell people because it's based on data and and real life stories when victims talk about uh, uh, just normal crime, getting mugged, uh, someone being attacked, assaulted, raped, kidnapped, m- most always they say they had a gut level feeling. Mm. Something in their gut was saying, and they ignored it. Mm. That's the problem. Don't ignore. Yeah. Don't say, well, I think this will, this could go away. Uh, you have, just like you said, you're responsible to be your first responder. You're responsible to be your own bodyguard. That's how we look at things. Yeah. And um, I would say when someone's doing what we call transitional movements, uh, which would be in a vehicle, if they turn on the street and they see a crowd or just something not normal, they should stop and instantly start looking to take side streets for uh, what we exhale. <laughs> Because you don't want to get, we call it getting off the X. The X is where bad things happen. And you mm. don't want to stay on the X. And uh, I, I've been there. So you, you definitely want to look for opportunities. Now, we're in the avoidance. And sometimes the avoidance would be, you, I mean, you back up. Or let's say you're in a restaurant. And a group, I, I saw this video. You're in a restaurant and these protesters and, you know, weird ones, a bunch of boneheads came in with their signs yelling. Uh, and it was a nice restaurant there. I mean, they're literally intimidating all of the patrons and there's some kids that are scared. Uh, and I remember asking one of my, uh, Ranger buddies, a friend, I said, Hey, so what would you have done? Cause it's a good case scenario. I even asked my son, 14 year old son. I said, Are you aware they came in, you assessed it. Your third ace to avoid, what would you do? He goes, look for a back door through the kitchen. Wow. I said, very good. Uh, you want to avoid it. Get an exit. Get out. 
that would be that that scenario could be the X. Yeah. And what was so sad is pe- people started. I mean, they were yelling at him, completely disrupted, intimidated, bullying. Uh, and I hate seeing that. And can I just say this for those of your friends watching or listening? I don't like violence. Mm. And that's coming from a, a Marine who, you know, has been a black belt trainer done. Gosh, I, I think I'm around 14 pumps overseas. Uh, I've seen ISIS face to face and I don't like violence, but this next a is why I learned violence. And that's if you're aware you assess and you've tried to avoid, there's no other option. You have to take action. Hmm. And I would say aggressive action. And sometimes, you know, it leads to a level of violence in order to save yourself or your loved ones from violence. So I, I was hanging around some guys we were doing something. And one guy was boasting about how he, he was just doing a macho thing. And, uh, and he was boasting on something. I said, you know, he expected, I think me to jump in and, you know, whatever. And he said, Oh, yeah. I said, well, I don't like violence, but I got so good at it because I had to, to stop the manifestation of evil. And sometimes violence is the only way to do that. Now it's measured and it's wisdom. Yeah. I, I saw another video, one of your, uh, it's got to be one of your biggest videos. I don't know. It had so many views on it on uh, YouTube. Um, I think it was a reenactment. It looked like you and your bride, but you you and your bride. So everybody, obviously, you know you know who Victor is. He's a bad, he's one bad ass dude. He's, he's the real deal. Uh, somebody tried to hold you and your wife up in an elevator at gunpoint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Boy, did they pick the wrong elevator and the wrong couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got, they, they got their feelings hurt. It's, uh, you, you know, it's, again, it's that point where, you know, where you, you want to be able to understand the principles of controlled aggression and it doesn't make you a mean person. I've cross-eyed people dotted them before while I was smiling and you know a lot of young young men especially they 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 miss maybe because of lack of male leadership or but i I tell young men hey you don't have to be hard uh in order to get things done be tough but not hard and that's where i think there's a you know there's a challenge in our society people think i gotta be hard i you know i spoke and addressed some warriors who had been doing a lot of battle and they, they were just fatigued and angry. And, and, you know, the one thing I said that just changed the whole room, I just said, you don't have to hate someone to kill them. Wow. And you, you could have heard a pin drop. Wow. And it, it was just a moment of, and, and, and I mean, it's better if you don't hate someone uh, as far as, because it can, it can affect your heart in a negative way. Well, and so much of, you know, I can only I can only imagine that to be in those situations where you do have to take somebody's life, it's probably easier to feel like you hate the individual or you've seen what they've done. You've seen who they've tortured. You've seen their actions and it's easier to hate all of them, and which is then also easier to kill them. 
but that's a pretty powerful statement. You don't have to hate someone in order to in their life. The, on the flip side of that, we see from all these rioters that they act like they don't hate anybody, but yet they still they still take action and stomp on people. I mean, down here in downtown Dallas, there was a guy that obviously he didn't he wasn't aware, he didn't assess, uh, and he didn't avoid. Uh, I, I think I've got your foyers down pretty good. He 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 instead took action. I think pretty quick right off the yeah. bat, trying to protect his business, which was not the smartest thing to do. Wielding a sword, running around chasing somebody. Uh, I mean, he's in a mob, and they eventually got the sword yeah. out of his hand, and they literally almost killed him. They stomped on the guy. It was horrific. Um, but the the level of the, of evil and of of hatred, perceived hatred that is in this mob mentality right now is truly a scary thing to witness. It's truly a scary thing. And you're right. And believe me, groups of people are a lot more dangerous than individuals. Cause if, if when you, even with terrorists overseas who've killed many people, let the, you separate them and get them out by themselves. They're they're like most people who have thuggeries. They're just cowards. And um, I think I just saw a clip today of one of the leaders of one of these Antifa groups or whatever, and he got uh, he got chased down, arrested. He was crying. Yeah, the leader of the uh, chop zone in you know, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was crying like a little or, baby, man. He was so. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, or another one that absolutely got, cracked me up. I mean, I almost felt so bad for laughing at this guy, but he's you know, he's this milk toast marshmallow you know rah and he got scraped it like his leg got scraped and there are people applying a tourniquet to him and he's screaming ah, ah and it's like what did a dog jump up and scratch you what would you just suck it up buttercup is this but that's what and that's what most of these kids in these groups are they're they're just blind followers who mm-hmm. want to cause and I want people to remember that now on the flip side, I will say this, um, because you and I have lots of interactions with people, engagement in social media on the flip side, there are what I would say, you know, your typical conservative person, whatever, and they, they watch something and then they get so angry mm. and filled with hate and rage. They talk about if I was in, I would just run over these protesters i'd back up over them i'd make them speed bumps i mean and i mean they they develop a mom mentality on social media and i mean i think that post i had was like for three million people so i would just ask them i said okay so if someone was hitting your car with their hands or a plastic water bottle no windows are being broke uh you would just start running over these kids with masks i mean these you know i don't know if they're late teenagers early 20s and they're talking about yeah i'd run over them i'd drag them i mean god i'd kill them so i just go have you ever killed anybody have you ever run over anybody have you ever seen anybody that's been you know destroyed by a vehicle so it's the same i I would warn against that's that's the thing i'm constantly trying to share with my audience is the exact same evil that is working through again i believe we're absolutely in a spiritual battle there is evil at play. Is. Evil is a spirit. It doesn't have a color. It doesn't care what color you are. It doesn't care where you were born. It doesn't care how you were raised. Uh, its its whole intent and purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. 
Uh, that's that's Thank what evil does. That's that. what the dark side does. And it's doing it. And you're, you're right. You're, you hit the nail on the head. I, I see sometimes, I see from conservatives, them reusing yep. the same railing accusations, them buying into the same hatred that all the other mob on the left is. And it's like, wait a minute. That's not who we are. Yeah. That's not how we should act or even talk. And we can't, we can't be blinded by the ignorance and the evil that's behind the ignorance. We can't be blinded by that and right. let that take root in us ourselves because that's ultimately what it wants to do. Pit us against each other, destroy yeah. us all. And then the, the enemy wins. I, let, uh, I, let me give you a great example that I'm in Iraq. I think we're around Mosul, Mosul and I mean, we had been seeing some crazy stuff in our organization, the high-risk humanitarian work. Recovering children or women and, and trying to provide relief and really it's missionary work, right? And I, I never forget we had some pretty bad encounters, uh, a lot of violence and death and all that. And I remember sitting there thinking, Man, I hate this ISIS. I hate these ISIS people, you know. They're uh, and it started the darkness started getting me. Kinda like the Spider Man movie. Yeah. The one where the you know the yeah the dark entities started growing on yeah yeah well I checked I, I got a place and uh, where it's got me a signal and, and I actually was uh, checking some comms messages and someone on social media back here in America on some post I had done and I I just checked them for lying and trying to you know trying to get to some women on our post where he literally said I will you know, do the worst things to your wife and then cut up your children. And, and, and I thought, here's this guy back home while I'm out here. Wow. And the Lord just showed me, he said, that's evil. It's everywhere. Wow. So if a person names the name of Christ, we got to remember what, just like you said, ultimately it's the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light. So if people are aware the assessor situations, at all costs, try to avoid it. And if they have to take action, the action will look different for everybody in any given situation. Uh, I've taken action that led to me being victorious in a confrontation without ever having to fight. Hmm. And I, 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 that's always, a, guy good, came uh, that's my, always a good action to take. Especially right, if you don't know how to fight. You know how to fight. Yeah. But if you could take action <laughs> that'll avoid and decompress the situation, that's always better. Yeah, I mean, I, this guy came into one of my martial arts schools one time, and I mean, he was lit and swollen, ready to rock and roll. And I was like, hey, he's like, I'm here to challenge you. Are you Victor Marks? I go, uh, yeah. He's like, I'm here to challenge you. I'm from the, you know, whatever. He gave me his credentials. I said, so. Uh, was he a military guy? Was he a gang me? guy? Was he just a black, was he a black belt? Or did he just think he was a badass? What was it? Uh, he he may have been a mixture of both. I don't think he was military, but he definitely had training because his instructor came in and his instructor is sitting back like this. So this is like uh, an old karate like kid, Mr. Miyagi, it, it and really Machioa, and the yeah. other dojo brings in their best student and challenges you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the Cobra Kai. The Cobra Kai came yeah, in thinking, and challenged you. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you got to be kidding me. So... He, I mean, he's ready. You, you could tell this guy's ready. And uh, I said, hey, well, all right. Uh, can we sit down for a second? Because I said, I've been working out. I'm tired. I said, I'm a little bit older than you. I said, as a matter of fact, I got scar tissue older than you. 
but listen in. So we sat down. I got him to sit next to me, right next to me. And I said, so, all right, so you're here to fight me. Okay, check. Uh, why? And he goes, to, uh, you know, to, to show you my art is better than yours. And I see you on TV, and I, I know I'm better. I said, okay, check. And I said, now, you get, like, bragging rights out of it. You know, I if you beat me, I beat Victor Marks and blah, blah, blah. And I said, uh, what do I get out of it? And he right. Goes, you, he goes, to, to be in the moment? I said, oh, okay, check, <laughs> to be in the moment. That was that was my payday. And I'm like, I've been in the moment uh, plenty over my career. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I don't – I don't, I've, I've punched that card and take it many a times. So I said, well, look, here's the deal. I, I am a lot older and you look like a good fighter. And man, I, just, I might not, I might not win. So uh, I could be in the moment, but, and I said at the minimum, one or both of us is going to go to the hospital. You know, I said, I've been here plenty before. I said, is there any other way? we can do this and he goes yes you can yield i said what is what do you mean yield he, he goes he goes you can yield just, you just, just tell say, me that i'm better than yeah. you and i'll be okay yeah and i went oh really he goes yeah i said okay i yield and he goes he stood up and he goes thank you sir thank you sir <laughs> and then he was, I said, hey, I think you were more nervous than me about this. Thank you, sir. And I That's just, awesome. my goodness. So, Well, yeah, if we so can de-escalate is, a situation, yeah. get out of it without violence, obviously that is ultimately a goal. But what about this one? You actually sent me this video clip of a man, yep. young man, and his, it sounds like his, uh, 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 his young daughter in the back seat, and they, their car yeah. gets stopped. Um, and they are demanding them to get out of the car. Let's just watch the clip, and then you can tell us what uh, what you think, what action could have avoided this, because it doesn't seem like it was avoidable once it happened. Here's the clip. Max, call. I am with honey. Walmart on Sprague. At the Walmart on Sprague. Yeah, I'm at the oh actually at the intersection of Sprague and uh, Lock Your Door. Sprague, you got the one. Yeah. <laughs> that. What you doing? This is not her car. 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 Hello, we need help. Hey. Dad, go. Dad. 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 Wow. I'd like to take a moment and tell you about the most useful app on my phone. You know, it's hard to find the time to sit down, to read, and to learn more, but I always feel like I need to. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. 
Blinkist is really unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. I like Blinkist because I can listen to it while driving in my car, while traveling, while making breakfast or working out. I loved listening to this book, Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com Harris. Try it for free for seven days and save 25% off of your new subscription. That's Blinkist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Harris to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Harris. That's Blinkist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Harris to start your free seven-day trial. You can hear that little girl crying. She's obviously terrified. They've got the car surrounded. If you're listening to podcasts, they got the car surrounded. They're saying this isn't yeah. the guy's car that's driving. It obviously is his car. In a situation like that, somebody listening, watching right now, finds himself in a situation like that. What in the world could somebody do uh, if they drive any which way? It looked like if they go in reverse, if they go forward, they're going to run somebody over. But when it's literally. And in this situation, it wasn't an entire mob of, say, 50 or even 25 people. It looks like there's maybe seven or eight or so spread out, sprinkled around the car. What could somebody do in that situation for the, to protect their own self and their, their child? Yeah. So what I was having a complete 360 of what's going on, and we're, we have a limited view, and our, our assessment is just based on what we can see in a short video clip. We do know there was credible threats. And uh, like you said, the daughter is terrorized. Well, there, for those of you who didn't see it, there's a fella standing in, in front of the car with his hand in his jacket, like he has a weapon. Right. That's making the car stop, right? So that's one. You're aware of anybody that could have weapons. You, you always got a, in your assessment, who's got a weapon, who doesn't? If, if the guy's just standing there and, you know, boxers, that's a different situation versus him with his hand in a jacket. Now, I like how. Do you assume now with the guy with his hand in his jacket standing right in front of the car? Do you just assume at that point that he does have a weapon? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's 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 better prepare for the worst than than get caught off guard and be in shock when he pulls out. It could it could be a pipe, a gun, whatever. So he he tells his daughter lock your door. Well, okay, I definitely. Uh, that's a that's a good move, but the door should have been locked before. Second, that's what is, I thought. As he's when, directing his, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Right? The guy was able to open his car door. I didn't know why he didn't already have his doors locked, but yeah. Well, he's telling his daughter, whoever, lock your door, and he didn't lock his. So it's almost like uh, you know, in an aircraft, you got to put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah, um, because that that guy. That guy opened the door fully, could have grabbed him and pulled him out. I don't know if he had a yeah. seatbelt on or whatnot. So, and then somebody uh, else could have jumped in his car and drove off with his kid. And it happens. 
So, you, you know, I'd say looking at the situation, make sure you have redundancies, you know, doors locked, you got a vehicle, you're still in control, but never allow anybody to enter your vehicle, open the vehicle. And you, you know, I tell people your best weapon is your mind. Be creative, right? Just, uh, if the guy would have said that's her car, he'd say, one way you could do is say, okay, I'm sorry. Where do you want me to pull over? I'll, I'll pull over and park <laughs> right. and we'll get out. And and they'll go, oh, they think you're going to comply. And you start moving, they're going to open up a door, you know, a, 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 a driveway. And then you just move. You, you got your opening and you go. What if they uh, said, just stop uh, right here and get out of the car? Yeah, I'd say, well, that's not going to happen. And, uh, you know, start using verbal, what we call verbal judo, and just say, my daughter's having a seizure. My daughter's mm. having a seizure. We have a medical emergency. I've got to get it to the hospital right yeah, that's now. that's creative. And you, you want to have these preset responses so that you don't have to try to figure it out in the moment of chaos, right? Yeah, that's you just so go good. And boom. Yeah. Boom, That's so good. Boom. People need uh, to figure out and think about some preset responses because when you're in the heat of the moment, your mind it's probably it's too easy. It's got to be too easy for your mind to just go blank. But if you already knew ahead of time, yeah. you know, hey, why my daughter's here, or you know, I'm having a seizure, I'm having a heart attack, I got to go, I got to yeah. get to the hospital. Yeah. Key and, phrases probably like and words like hospital, you know, uh, yeah, would probably be a good yeah. one. You probably we have an emergency. Emergency. Yeah, it's uh. I, one time a guy came to punch me in my face because he thought I was uh, looking at his girlfriend and I, I was a single guy and uh, he, boy, he come charging me and he said, you know, you stop looking at my girlfriend. I'm, you know, and he was confronting me and uh, all I did was say, listen, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not into girls. <laughs> That's a great way he to de-escalate a situation. He didn't, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm not putting down any uh, any of my friends that are gay out there. I got lots of friends who, you know, same-sex attraction and all that. And, uh, you know, I uh, I just use that as a tool to get out, right? And yeah. uh, I've pulled people out of bad situations who were trying to pick fights with a lot of people. And, and again, you know, I think it's important I mean, just I, to reiterate, yeah. you're somebody that could obviously handle yourself in pretty much any situation, especially one-on-one -on -one with some drunk, you know, uh, butt, butthead that's just trying to start crap with you in a, wherever you are at. Uh, but even yeah. still, use your mind as your first ultimate force uh, uh, and your ultimate weapon. Be creative. You can get out of violence. Then it's, it's, you're getting yeah. out of a trip to the hospital, whether it's for you or the other person. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you, just because you can doesn't mean you have to. Or you should. Yeah, it's good. Or you should. It, it's, it's uh, I mean, I've trained men and women, you know, man, 30-something years um, how to uh, get out of situations, how to, how to hurt someone, um how to disable someone all the way to kill them, and um, and I've been I've been in plenty of situations where, you know, I think I, I hope I would have the heart of God, you know, 
God doesn't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. And, uh, you know, when there's been times I had to use, you know, violence, uh, uh, it, you just want to feel justified for whatever use of escalating force it requires. And um, most, you know, most men and young men will be pulled into a fight because of their ego, right. be, often because they're scared. They're scared to be afraid. Like, I well, I'm not afraid, you know. I, yeah, so I remember telling – yeah, I, I've told some people before, hey, man, I'm kind of feeling afraid right now. The guy's like, yeah, you better. I said, well, <laughs> probably makes me a little more dangerous, quite honestly, because now, you know. You hey, let's get back to that video. Like, what what, what yeah. would you what would you have done? They're not letting yeah. you out of the car. Somebody's standing in front of the car with their hand in their jacket. Looks like they have a gun. Somebody's banging on the side of your window, um, telling you to get out. What do you do? Yeah. Well, let's go back to the preparatory. I would have had, it, and people can buy a dash camera to install for nothing these days, right? You want to try to record a physical incident uh, uh, for legal reasons, right? Uh, and you can't move, you can't get out. Well, you don't want to get out. The best thing you do is use the weapon, which is your vehicle, and slowly start moving. Slowly start moving. You're inching your way. Because remember, you don't have to gun it and gas it unless somebody's pulling out a weapon or about to smash your car with a brick. Just bodies, uh, you know, a body, two, three, they can't stop a, a big vehicle no matter what they do. So you're just inching your way and let them yell, let them hit, uh, let them hop on the hood. Uh, hey, be my hood ornament for a while. I'll, I'll ride around. And once you get through and out of, if somebody's still on your vehicle, just, you know, get up to 20, 30 miles an hour and then hit your brakes and then, you know, send them flying. Uh, it won't kill them, but it'll get their attention. Now, and then would, get you, you a would clear you move path. forward since the guy standing in front looked as though he had a weapon, had a gun? Would you move forward or would you go in reverse? Well, I prefer to go in reverse, right? but we don't know what the situation is. If there's no one behind you, absolutely back up. Yeah. You know, absolutely back up. But if someone brandishes a weapon, I don't, you know, if if it's a if it's a a pistol, gun, if it's a brick, you you've got to do you know, aggressive movement. So I would say use your car um and strike the person hard enough to stop the threat. But you don't, you know, you don't have to run over them and back up and, you know, and all that nonsense. Uh, but it, when it comes time for defending yourself or your family, uh, you have to be ready to do whatever it takes to get you home, to get your family and kids home. And that's, uh, I would just say this, people need to be ready in their mind to know what are they willing to do. Yeah. And what's the moral justification of going, if I didn't, this could have caused my family bodily injury or death. And even for me, uh, I remember being confronted by a person. And I just said, hey, man, look, here's the deal. I ain't got time for all this. And I got a family at home who loves me. And I feel mm -hmm. obligated to get back to them without being hurt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, so you're, you're probably wanting to fight. Yeah, for ego, I'm going to fight for my family. And I'm not going to lose. 
That kind of mindset so, is what's so needed today. People just need to remember, you know, using your mind and focusing on what matters most. Focus on your family. Uh, it, it's so chaotic out there in some of these areas, these demo, mostly Democrat-controlled areas, that the that these yeah. politicians are letting them. They're letting them riot. Um, they're allowing them yeah. to tear down statues and monuments, and they're basically giving them a green pass. I, during my show uh, that I just recorded. Um, I had something hit me. Uh, there's there's a mayor. They were able to topple the Columbus statue, and the mayor basically gave up the mm. city. Said we're just gonna we're just gonna back these rioters. And something hit me in these areas where these Democrat politicians are allowing these rioters to loot, to uh, tear down statues. I don't think that these rioters are going to stay in these areas in downtown. I really think they're gonna they're gonna wind up going into the suburbs. We've seen some of that happen so far happened in St. Louis, Missouri, where the couple is now being charged because they used their firearms to protect their home, but they were going into the suburbs. What are your What are your thoughts behind no, that? Just, and then uh, in closing, yeah. what should we do to make sure that if they do come into the suburbs, into our neighborhoods, what should we pre be prepared for? What could we do now to prepare to make sure that we're able to keep our home and, and our loved ones inside of our home safe? Dave, that's the right question to ask. And a, a plan of action preparedness is what's key. And um, one, I would say in a neighborhood, know your neighbors. In an mm. apartment, know your neighbors. And you're right. I do believe they're not going to stay isolated. Bullies and terrorists will continue to advance and advance and grow. And it feeds it. And obviously we believe the democrats are doing it for political gain to cause unrest and social injustice they're causing the social injustice for truly peaceful people who just want to live but i would say yeah. this in, in closing and and i want people to they can go to my website because i can help people and families develop a plan of action uh for their own personal uh, home office because you want to have you want to be ready again if not your anxiety level goes up yeah and that just sucks the life at you so I would say this have a plan of action have good communication with your family uh, because if something happens you want to know where everybody is communication is key um, I would say and some people may be offended um, and I don't care so I would say buy a weapon yes i strongly recommend purchasing a weapon now let's say you're just you say i i you know uh, my first choice would be a blade i tell people i think good honest people should carry a blade for self-defense and keep it on their person at all times but yeah. also learn how to use it right and i'm going to teach me I'll that say in this, your, uh, training school in colorado yeah, absolutely. All we right, teach good. edge weapons. And the first thing is never pull out a weapon and show the blade like, you know, 1950s. Don't the it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and also be aware because blades or edge weapons are what people are more than likely going to be attacked with more than anything. So mm -hmm. the best way to know how to defend against one is how to use one. Yeah. Uh, that's a blade. Second is, you know, uh, purchase a weapon for protecting your domain, your home. If you can get a concealed carry, get it. And then train. Because March, I think, was the largest 
sell of weapons in the history of the United States. Yes. Which is great. No, but I, I would tell May. people get training. Oh May, yeah. okay. Oh March or May, get whatever. I, I know this this year yeah, is yeah. on track to be more guns sold this year than any year in history. And there's a reason for it. There is a reason. I, a friend of mine has a gun store in Denver. It's called uh, the Gun Room. It's the oldest gun store. And I went in there one day, just one day, and uh, kind of sat in the corner, was watching. I watched people coming in and out and why, and there were people literally scared to death um, and saying, I need something. So I appreciate the preparedness, but make sure you get training. And uh, uh, so that's the next thing. Second, if possible, consider getting a dog, depending mm. on your budget. Even a small dog for just audible, what I call an alarm dog, they hear. Yeah. That gives you a heads up to go. Uh, we, you know, we have Malinois and Dutch Shepherds because of the work we do overseas, but uh, they serve as service dogs, but they're incredible protection work dogs. But don't get a. Don't get one of these dogs, or even a, you know, unless it's trained. And uh, we 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 have a hand in helping people do that through Baden Canine. The other thing is have a basic understanding of first aid. Okay, hmm. everyone should be able to know how to stop bleeding through a tourniquet or a compression, how to start breathing, uh, whatever chest compressions. Just and believe me, I, I was in a bad situation where people were dying and cars were going. You know. And I just remember going, wow, I need to train better mm. for, uh, you know, tactical medicine. And um, so first aid. And then if people, um, this may be harsh to hear, but I'm just going to say it, David. People need to. Please do. What's that? People need to be ready to die. People need mm. to be ready to die. Wow. Wow, um, and, and you people who in, in, had to go into like, defending their their home, defending themselves, defending their loved ones. Two things I mean by one: be ready to de- be ready to die for your family. Be yeah. ready to die for the right reasons, right? Uh, and dying for a greater good is honorable. But second is be ready to die, mm. knowing that you'll meet your maker. Yes, is your soul. How is it with your soul? And and I would tell people I've I've been in situations where I I should have died. People were dying around me, and uh, and I thank God that even in those situations, I knew if I died, I felt like mm-hmm. I've done my best. My family knows that I, I'm not some you know cowboy trying to prove something but I was fighting for a greater good of what I feel like God called me to do to help orphans and widows. And the third thing is I, I believe because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross that I was forgiven for my sins and that uh, by faith in him and him alone that I have acceptance into heaven uh, yes. through the cross of Jesus. And, and I would tell people, you know, make sure, because we're all going to die sooner or later. Yeah. I just live ready, if that makes sense. Well, and that's what makes us brothers, man. That's what you that what what unites us is the fact that we both have had our lives touched, changed, transformed, literally saved 
um, by yes. our creator who wants to know us and wants us to know him as a papa, you know, as the good father that yeah. he is. And he's, you know, his, his book, you know, if you're listening to this or watching this right now and you're like, oh, here they go about religion. Let me, let me clarify something. I don't believe in religion. I don't right. think Victor believes in religion. What we do believe in and what we have is a relationship. And relationship. the relationship is with the creator of the universe. And we believe his ultimate mm. book to us, the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth. We believe that sacred book was written and inspired by men who God himself filled them with his spirit and then spoke and, and had them write the words that, uh, that comprise the Bible. So it's infallible. There's no contradictions in it. And more than that, there's still millions, literally millions of people today that are sharing his word, sharing his message, that still believe in that man that, uh, you know, I think I think we can sum it up in one of three things. Jesus was either a, an, a complete liar in which nothing he said mm -hmm. had any validity, or he was a good con man because people are still following him today. Either one of those two are true or the third one is true in that he was telling the truth. And when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can get to heaven, nobody, no person, man, woman, can get to heaven except by me, then that's also true. The beautiful thing about that is it's a free gift. You don't have to do anything to earn it. You just have to acknowledge what mm -hmm. Jesus did for you on the cross, accept that for yourself, accept that we've done wrong, and then just tell him you want to live for him and invite him and his Holy Spirit into your life. And when you do that, you have a, you know, you, we talked about Denzel Washington earlier. I actually just saw a video where Denzel Washington was sharing that when he did that, when he did that right there, yeah. He got. He said he had a supernatural encounter that he never forgot. He said it was a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. kind of experience that marked him for life. And he said even though he wasn't mm. quite ready to live the way he should, that that right there that, that took place when the Holy Spirit filled him up, it was something he could never deny and never forgot again. And that that's the mark that I truly believe that God wants to let all of us know, that he is real, he loves us, and his gift is there for all of us. So, Victor, my brother, bless you, man, so much for, for being on with me today. Oops, where you go? Bless you, my brother, for being on with me today. You are truly a blessing to, uh, uh, to listen to, to get some advice and wisdom from. And I, want, I can't wait to go to your school, your training facility. You're, are you still in the process yeah. of building it right now in Colorado, or where's it at? What's, what's yeah. happening with it, yeah, and what will it, uh, what will it all entail for anybody that wants to maybe yeah. maybe I should hold a class and, and th do a code and give people a, a discount? I'm kind of asking this on the fly, but maybe I could do a training group with, with some of my followers that all want to go through this course with me. Yeah, it's a leadership training center, and uh, we have some land out in Colorado Springs, beautiful area to train in but we cover everything from uh, uh leadership preparedness crisis management hand-to-hand -hand combat uh we do laser shooting with i mean high-end weaponry that has lasers to, to be able to train people accuracy and response uh and then also uh, we have a live firing range and then a shoot house uh and then uh we customize every group coming in to find out what is the best need or fit for them uh, and we're already taking, we're already, we've got a list from married couples that are wanting to come in and cause we do just small groups to, uh, uh, young men wanting to kind of figure out, Hey, how do I become a man of honor and integrity and, uh, and skills and, and just regular folks who are going, I'd like to be prepared for my family and, and not live in fear. 
so there's a lot to it. If they go to my website, uh, it's Victor Marks with an X. Yep, it's on the screen. Com you can all see it. And if you're oh, listening, good. yeah, Victor Marks with an X, M-A-R-X-K, or M-A-R-X, <laughs> no K. Dot com. And then, and then put forward slash training. And you know what, guys? You'll see uh, and can sign up to get more information. And then can I say one more thing that's important? Absolutely. That we're helping folks daily. We're, we're helping folks daily through an intelligence brief that our team puts together. And uh, these are extremely experienced, highly qualified analysts and um, and others. But we put together uh, a short one-page daily brief and drop it in people's inbox and in their email so they can find out what is true in everything they're hearing, watching, seeing what is actually true. We do all fact-finding. We check rumors. And then we nice. give kind of perspective of whatever's going on, what this means and how it affects them whether family, single, business owners, ministry leaders. So they can go to victormarks.com forward slash brief and sign up for it easily. Forward slash brief. Yep. Perfect. Well, I, I'd like to, I need to launch that as an, I'll have to review it more myself and see if we can't launch that as an article and po- put that brief out in an article that would get posted on my Facebook and Twitter every day. That'd be a good source for people to get and information oh. for them to for them to gather and stay uh, stay on top of. So again, just thinking out of the yeah. box, but just just hit me. We can talk about that later. So friends, if you if Sounds you uh, love what Victor shared, please follow him on social media. Victor Marks with an X at the end, not a K, and go to victormarks.com. Check out his brief. Uh, victormarks.com forward slash brief. Check out forward slash training. And check out his his training facility in Colorado. I'm going to go. I can't wait to go. My wife and I are both going to go. Maybe you'll see me there. And then uh, maybe down the road we can do another group. We'll figure out a way to try to do a group invitation for some of you that uh, that like what my wife and I bring and what Mark Victor Marks brings to have a specialized small group. How many how many are normally in a group that go through a training? Well, it depends on the group and what they're wanting to do because. Uh... Again, we'll run anywhere from nine to eighteen people, right? Okay. Uh, we keep things very small, with high-level tier one instructors, and it's everything from uh, advanced driving on off the road to shooting to uh, uh, even it, well, we've got a t- we've got a group of guys coming in, and out of all the skill sets that we can equip them with, you know what they wanted most, what? and this just really gave me just great encouragement. They wanted, they've been friends for years, but they want to know how to have a better brotherhood to be able to speak to each other about the biggest struggles of their life so they don't feel so isolated. Wow. And yeah, so, so we good. teach mindsets and communi- ways to communicate. So yeah. That's so good. We all need it. My brother, thank you yes, so, so much for joining me today, man. I love you. You're amazing. God love is you using too. you for some you're mighty a things. And your your best years are still yet to come, my brother. God's got some amazing things Thank you. that you're going to be spearheading uh, that this country needs and that this generation needs. So yeah. it's an honor to know you and call you friend. Same, same. God bless you. And aloha from the Big Island. Hey, enjoy the rest of your week in uh, Hawaii, my brother. All right. <laughs> All right. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, man.
Friends, there you have it. Man, what an amazing individual God is using in a powerful way. Please get to his website, sign up for his daily briefings, check out his training facility in Colorado. I will be there. My wife and I are both going to take that course. Uh, so stay tuned. Maybe there'll be a way after the first one. I want to go through the first one myself and not have a bunch of people there that, that, that necessarily are, you know, want to talk to me or, or whatever, but just want to get through it myself first. But maybe after that, we'll figure out a way that we can do something together. I'll talk to Victor about it. And again, uh, as always, folks, if, friends, if you want to support my podcast and support my show, go to uncorkedliving.com. It's my wife and I's small company. Our products are all about helping you live your best life now. I take all five of them from the Interlene Metabolism Booster to the Dream Supplement that helps me fall asleep, stay asleep, and get a good night's sleep to the Detox Formula that detoxes and cleanses the gallbladder, liver, and colon, helps to flood flush out your uh, your intestinal tract, relieves bloating, to the uncorked juice that you see me drinking here uh, during the show, to our Revive Plus Multimineral Multivitamin. All of these products are amazing. Your support is also, it's going to help you, A, and it also helps uh, support my show and my podcast. So go to uncorkedliving.com. God bless you. We will talk to you all again next time. Please share this podcast with at least 10, 15, 20 friends. Help us spread the word about what could truly save somebody's life. And that was the content that we shared today. Hopefully it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't have to get used, but if it does, we want to be prepared. So God bless you. Have a great rest of your evening or daytime whenever you're listening. It's night where I'm at. But God bless. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.